Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and today, together with my co-host, Lindsay Hidden Talent Williams from, <laughs> from lindsaydoeslanguages.com, we are talking about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. How's it going? I'm all right. I'm I'm a little bit sad. I'm not going to lie. I think I've killed my cactus. You what? Yeah. Uh, you've killed your Is this because you went traveling for a whole year and nobody watered it? No. No. How do you I kill mean, a cactus? My, well, my mum made a little box of all the cactuses and little succulent plants we had at our wedding. And one of them's dead already, but it's a really spiky one, so it's just there in the middle, really shriveled waiting for me to take it out. And then there's another one I noticed that was growing really well. And now the bit that was growing, I just noticed when I came in back into my office, it's gone bloop and fallen over. <sighs> How did you kill it? Well, if I knew that, I wouldn't have killed it. <laughs> it's like you've got, yeah, I've got similar gardening skills to that, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and now living in, living in the south of England, everybody's got a garden. So we've got, there's this guy who Christian works with who's from Gardener, and I think he's just he's just a born gardener. Got really excited when he saw pictures of our new house and said, "Oh, think of all the things you can grow!" And I was like, "Yeah, think of all the things I can kill." Uh. So, luckily, this is not a gardening show. <laughs> Thank God we're a language learning show because we've got a little bit more experience there. And did, have you ever killed one of your languages? Oh, mm, like I mean, I've, I've vanished I've stopped, from your brain. Yeah, I've stopped learning them and like. Let them fade a little bit. I don't know about kill. That's quite intense. That is quite intense. <laughs> Not intentionally. But then I didn't intentionally kill my cactus. So maybe I have, without knowing it, killed a language. Ugh. Interesting, interesting. What else have you been up to recently? Um, I've just I've just been very busy, really. Working away. Yeah. Yeah, traditional routine. And we are prepping as well. So listeners, I'm going to see, well, by the time that you listen to this, I'm actually going to have been to see Lindsay. We'll see if I manage to get up in the morning, catch a train and all that stuff. And then we are going abroad, preparing together with Shannon, hopefully, for something Something very special. Something's coming back. We're kicking off the season of, of events. So we've got an event to tell you about listeners and we've got an event that we're going to. And then we've got another event that we think we're also going to. So shall we start with the real life events and then build up to the big one? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. It's such a list. So if you are around, maybe in Europe and you've got nothing to do and you really fancy uh, a new activity on... The, at the end of October, I'm just going to look up the date on the 26th of October. Why not come and join Lindsay, me and a load of polyglots at the Polyglot Conference Friday language learning event, catchily named by Richard Simcott. We're going to be there and we're going to spend a whole day talking about how we learn languages and how you can better learn languages I don't know, avoid the mistakes that we've made or delight in the mistakes that we've made and share your own language learning methods. It's like a method day and then the conference kicks off. The conference this year is taking place, where is it? In lovely Ljubljana. Oh, lovely Ljubljana yes. <laughs> in Slovenia. Uh, what's the best way of getting to Ljubljana? I don't know. Best way of getting there? Yeah. Well, it depends where you live. Yeah, it's well located for um, well, cheap airlines, we found, especially if you live near Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Or you can go via Italy because Slovenia, where it is, is next to Italy. Trieste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Trieste in eastern Italy, that's a place to go, mm-hmm. or simply take the train. So there is definitely ways of getting there, and I think Eastern Europe is good for the it's good for the Flix buses as well. So have a look at the Flix bus and come and see us. You know, if you're coming to the Polyglot Conference, give me a shout. You can send an email or you can tweet us at the Fluent Show or Lindsay is at LD Languages and I am at Fluent Language. So get all the Twitters in the world. You can use the hashtag the Fluent Show and tell us you're coming so that we can look out for you. Oh, oh, and Lindsay, do you know what? What? I've just ordered, and I hope they're going to come in time, Fluent mm. Show stickers. Oh, fancy. Yeah. So if you come to me, if you come up to me at the Polyglot Conference and then I see you there and the stickers are printed, then you will be the joyful recipient of a Fluent Show sticker. I'm really excited. I might just stick them all over my t shirt and just walk around. (laughs) So that is the Polyglot Conference. And then we have got another real life event, this time in Big London here in the UK, and that is the language show. And that's shaping up to become very interesting as well. Uh, Do you know the exact date of the language show? Yes. Friday the 9th, Saturday the 10th, and Sunday the 11th of November. Excellent. And we're going to go to a talk by Michelle Froller from Intrepid Guide, one of our good friends, and she spoke at the Women in Language Conference earlier earlier this year. And we've sort of bounced ideas around about a meetup as well. So keep an eye out for that on the internet. And I will announce it on future podcasts. There's a little bit of time still. So if you are in London, if you happen to be around that weekend and you want to meet up and just go to the pub with us, we'll sort it out. We'll go to the pub. And when there's a special guest that we hope to meet as well, right? Mm, yeah, Rebecca from Irregular Endings coming all the way from Australia. You can say Australia so much better than I can. Wow. I didn't even say it fully. I only put my accent on right at the end of the word. I should have gone full. Australia. Australia. I've been watching a lot of Kath and Kim lately. Have you seen it? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so funny. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It's good. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay, so Check Rebecca it from Netflix. Irregular Endings. Uh, Irregular Endings. I'm, I just mentioned them in a previous episode where we talked about the language journals because Irregular Endings is a language-obsessed stationary company who we are very impressed with and love, just love chatting to Rebecca. So she'll be there and hopefully you'll be there and we're going to meet you either in Ljubljana which is in Slovenia, or in London, which is in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Now, if you can't uh, get... <laughs> that yeah. was long. I was just going to say, if you can't get to any of those, actually, Indeed. the next thing is, is slap bang in the middle. Yeah! Two weekends. 3rd of November, on the internets, so basically in your living room, bedroom, home office, kitchen no matter what you're up to we are celebrating and we are coming together and we're organizing a very special event under the umbrella of women in language so it's uh, Lindsay williams shannon kennedy and kirsten cable two of which people are us <laughs> uh, speaking to you right now and we're organizing another women in language event well do you want to tell them about it Lindsay? Yeah, so this one's a little bit different. This mm-hmm. is Women in Language Camp. So it's just one day, still online, um, but it's like us three. So the three of us didn't speak at the main Women in Language event because um, we're too busy organizing everything. <laughs> um, so this is us three talking and there's a chance to connect with everyone in the Facebook group, the much-loved Facebook group that we very meanly closed after the main event back in March. And uh, yes, yeah, so the Facebook group will be open again. There'll be a campfire session as well where everyone will be able to chat and share ideas and ask questions and all of that stuff. It's going to be a very, very fun weekend. Mm, and we've got fun some day, I should say. We've got some really exciting things planned for you as well. You are going to get a three-month planner as part of the Women in Language camp team. So if you come to our camp, and really we want this to be a sort of cozy, comfy 
kick off to the season. So we're not trying to kick your butts, but instead just kind of kick off your shoes, I guess, and settle in around the campfire. And you'll be very well taken care of with Lindsay, with me and with Shannon. We are all three of us going to lead a workshop around the theme of connection and connecting with other people because at Women in Language 2018 this was something that really emerged as such a value you know when you connect with other people who are also learning languages who are on the journey with you the motivation benefits that you get are so unimaginable I think if you feel like you're just out in the sticks doing this on your own it, you know, it, it can feel like that even though there's learners around you or sometimes it can feel like that because genuinely there's no one, you know, like you're the only linguist in town and it's very, it can be very isolating and that's, that doesn't motivate you and that makes you, makes you stop. So we, we sort of really felt the, the joy of, yeah, we're nerds coming together to be nerds and we wanted to bring that back and talk about how to how to bring more of that feeling into your life and it it will benefit you in language learning so we're not going to talk about like i don't know how to memorize a thousand words we're going to talk about how to how to invite other people onto that journey with you and how to reach out to other people who are already on the journey that is women in language camp that's what it's all about hope i've explained that well lindsay mm. Excited. Yeah, and you can find out, you can get your ticket. Tickets uh, ticket sales are open now. You can get your ticket at womeninlanguage.com. Find out everything you need to know about it. And we really look forward to seeing you there. Spread the words. Let us know if you came to Women in Language Big Conference. Let us know if you're coming to camp. Uh, and then we're ready for the season. <laughs> so all these events. Uh, that's the end of the public service announcements. Now, today's show has got a special theme, and I'm going to tell you about the theme right now. <clears throat> and we really want to bring back the theme tune because Christian, my, my husband who edits this show, got very, very excited about the Top Tools song <laughs> from last time, which I think has, has, can only have improved with time. Uh, we've, got, we've got a beat now, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that my bit? It's just, I guess that's your bit. Um, and we've got we've got everything that you could ever possibly need if you want to sing a Top Tools song. Here is how it sounds. Kick us off, Lindsay. Top Tools! Spring and summer! Top Tools! Autumn and winter! Top Tools! 2018! Well done, Lindsay. Ooh, everybody, that's Top Tools. And if you've never listened to a Top Tools episode before, we've actually been doing this for about two years. Um, every half year, we bring you a little roundup of tools that have that we have encountered along the way and that we have really loved for the purpose of learning a new language. This can be an app, this can be a website, it could be something like a, a language journal, whatever whatever we have found useful, whatever we have kind of kept an eye on and thought, that sounds really awesome, or something that we started using in our language learning journey. That goes into the top tools list. Lindsay's going to nominate three candidates. I'm going to nominate three candidates. And at the end, we are going to decide on our three top tools for autumn and winter. We'll do it a little bit like the fashion seasons, <laughs> autumn and winter, mm -hmm. 2018. Before you go, oh my God, my favorite tools memorized, my favorite tools Duolingo. Those are, we, we're, we're kind of excluding them because it's just too easy to say memorize. <laughs> so really memorize Anki, Duolingo, they're, they're sort of a given for most language learners. So don't worry if we're not including them in the top tools. They've never been in the top tools because they are kind of, Top tools, timeless. They probably need another that song. Deserves a whole new theme tune. Yeah, it does. Timeless top tools. I was Indeed. about to say maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we kick off to the top tools, I've actually got an ex top tool website as the sponsor today, and that is Live Lingua. Do you remember, Lindsay? Of course. Yes, because Live Lingua's website offers two things. It offers 
immersive online language lessons via Skype, which is what we usually talk about. And they've got instructors that are native speakers in the language they teach. They work one-on-one -on -one with you via Skype. So it's a really good, high-quality option if you're looking for Skype lessons and you want just you don't want to faff around selecting your tutor from a list of like 50 German tutors or something like that in a directory you just want to skip all that and instead get a little bit of extra assistance LiveLingua has got you covered it's very very effective and it's perfect for the level you want to reach and those lessons are available in I've made a list English Spanish Francais Deutsch Italiano Portuguese Chinese oh very good yeah thank you she's she this is that's the end of my nearly the end I'm, i'm slowly adding five more words characters sounds uh japanese which i don't know how to say in japanese Nihongo. arabic which i don't know how to say in arabic me neither <laughs> russian ruski and korean hanguk Ooh. And you can sign up for a free trial lesson in any of those languages today. I said free. It is free for you. A trial lesson at livelingua.com slash fluent. That's part one of LiveLingua. And part two, that was the part of our top tools. And those were the, they were the Peace Corps books, weren't they? Mm. What was that all about? So they have a whole library of, it's Peace Corps, and I always get the letters wrong. I think it's D-L-I-N-F-S-I. There's two more uh, like agencies that where these PDFs have come from. They're mm, all yeah. kind of open source, like copyright-free materials, and there's tons on there for all sorts of languages. It was one of the very first things. In fact, it's the only thing, I think, to this day that I've found in English teaching Guarani. So, you know, especially if you're learning a language that it's a bit trickier to find resources for, then definitely head over and check that out as well. Um, and then, of course, for more commonly studied languages, like you were saying, the languages where they've got lessons, I noticed that for Korean, they actually have ones on there with audio as well, which is pretty exciting. So I'm looking Looking forward to digging into those at some point. Oh, yeah. You're still learning Korean? A little bit. Oh, well, it's time to get that free nee. lesson from LiveLingua. Nee, that means yes. Oh, <laughs> nee. Like nee. in Greek. Nee. Like in Greek, I think. Anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's, and that is at LiveLingua, and that's called the LiveLingua, it's called the Something Project. Uh, very well prepared for this, but do go to their website. You will find it there and it is worth checking out. Like Lindsay says, these are open source materials, but LiveLingua has collected them, has made them available. They're open to you, to you to use and they're hosting them all there for you. So it's the handiest way to find them. And if you happen to be there and sort of decide, well, do you know what? One of those 11 languages is my target language and I'd love to get a little bit more help prepping. No problem, they've got you covered. So it's livelingua.com slash fluent, a former top tool. Can't go wrong with those because top tools. Lindsay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shall we kick off our list of top tools and our countdown of top tools for autumn and winter 2018? Let's do it. Can All right. First? Yes, please. Okay. My first top tool is calligraphy so i guess the tool is a little calligraphy set of some kind right so when we were in japan we went in a ton of 100 yen shops which is basically like a pound shop right but they're amazing in japan so we went in loads of these and i went in one and they had i think it was called daiso and they had this whole little corner of calligraphy stuff so i was like uh yes please so i got a little packet of um brushes a little tray for the ink, a little ink block and some paper and do 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 off I set, I come home and I've had a little play ever since, two or three times now of just, it's very enjoyable to sit there to get the ink wet and proper in the little tray to then get the brush all good to go and then to just write out a page of of uh, different characters and stuff. So I'm really enjoying this just every now and then as a little way to enjoy the writing process especially i'm doing it a bit in, a little bit in kind of japanese but in korean as well i've been sort of using it for korean for the letters and for the writing as well 
That sounds like a really cool idea. Do you only use it for languages where the characters are different? At the moment, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think because my brush is quite thick. <laughs> I've got a little skinny brush. Maybe I'll try with my little skinny brush as well for the for like other languages as well. But you could totally do what you want with it. And you could also, you know, I say calligraphy, I'm talking about ink, but you could totally get a nice set of like fountain pens, like calligraphy pens, and you mm-hmm. could do it that way as well. I just think it's nice if you, you know, if you're quite artistic and you've got quite a creative side, it's quite a fun way to bring that into your language learning, a sort of a pleasant side of it away from the almost the hard graft that we typically associate with with language learning. Absolutely. That fits in very well topically with um, the what was show episode 107, which mm. where I spoke to Kat and Sam and, and I found them on Instagram and they are language journalists. So we, we talked about the language journal and different like ways of making it, you know, like making it come together. So calligraphy is not something that either of them mentioned, but what a tip. I love it. Mm. You know, I've recently bought this thing. It's called a watercolor marker. And that's also, uh, I mean, it's fairly fairly simple to use. It's basically just a, a pen. It's got like a, sh- a, a, thi- a thin, slim yeah. ni- nib. Uh, and then it's got like a, a much thicker one. But it allows you to kind of make make your lines, you know, go a bit thicker, go a little bit yeah. thinner and a little bit like a calligraphy set. And a beautiful thing that I found about it is that it doesn't bleed through because it is watercolor based. So even mm. if you've got very thin pages, you can kind of use it. And I've been playing around with that one a little bit, but I've never touched a proper calligraphy set because they scare me a bit. It's Yeah, it scared me a bit. I think that's that was part of the beauty of it just being in this pound shop was like, okay, well, it's not a huge investment. Mm-hmm. If I'm not good at it, it doesn't matter. If I don't enjoy it, it doesn't matter. And actually, I do enjoy it. And, you know, I'm kind of getting better at it each time in my little lines. Mm-hmm, little, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a real process to it. You know, you've got to get the ink, you've got to get the water in, and then you you rub the ink stone into the water to get the ink. You know, there's all this, wow. like, it's, it's quite nice as just a little activity in the evenings once in a while. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, oh, I love stationery and I'm I'm down with the calligraphy. You know what else you could use this for? Mm. Um in and this is this is very very nerdy, but you know German used to have its own I think it's a German ah. font or a German script. Yeah. I can kind of picture not this. Not gothic like, like not that. Okay. No, not not gothic like <laughs> which in my head I call Nazi script, excuse me. But oh. it, no, it's because that, that after that time Germany stopped using gothic font in like newspapers. So if you're German oh. and you see a lot of history stuff, um, obviously we see a lot of history documentation when people teach us about that time and then it's always gothic script so in my head gothic script is like the script of that particular, oh, yeah. I'm really sorry, I did not have that association whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else does. No, but we have this script called Zutalin, and it's completely gone away. But I have at home my grandma's, like at home in Germany, we have my grandma's cookbooks and my grandma's mum's cookbooks even. And it's, um, I'm just looking on Wikipedia because they're so good at summing this up. It says it's the last widely used form of current, with a K, the historical form of German handwriting that evolved alongside German black letter. Black letter is much more like um, the Gothic script. But right. but the one I mean, it's just, it for me, it looks almost illegible. Have a look at it. It's S-U-umlaut, T-T-E-R-L-I-N. And you can use that... Um, I've seen people write like that using calligraphy pens because in now we just keep it as as an art. It's like it's gone. It's gone. After the Second World War, I think this just completely went away. But my grandma has cookbooks that are written like this and I'm like, I don't know which bit says X, I don't know which bit says what. No clue. Wait, how do you spell it? S U T S U T T E R L I N. E R Okay, I want to. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's you. It's you umlaut, but I think you oh, you'll Zutalin, get German yeah. script. Yeah. Zutalin, yeah. Zutalin, and then it's got this little picture, and it's a okay. It's the Latin script, but you can't tell it all, right? Yeah, it's fancy cursive. Super fancy cursive. It looks a little bit like a uh, cursive Russian. It looks like a really cute font. It looks a bit like my wedding dress font. 
I'd write them all over my wedding dress. It looks a bit like that. Photo. <laughs> Send me one. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> so oh, I'll also put a link to Zutalin in the show notes. And we'll put a link to... Well, you can't really put a link to your calligraphy set, I guess. But do you have a recommendation that, you know, I if somebody wanted to play sure. with him? Brilliant. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. So it, whether you want to practice your Chinese or your ancient or ancient-ish German script that nobody uses anymore anyway... <laughs> that uh calligraphy what a great idea because you're right it's sort of it brings almost um, a meditative aspect into writing practice Mm. nice calligraphy okay very pleasant next nomination i guess i'll take this one and my candidate i looked at it and i thought I don't know. You tell me if this is a too obvious one. But I looked at it and I thought about it. And I thought, how have we never mentioned this as a tool? Omniglot. I think it's, yeah, kind of obvious, but also kind of like not always fully used. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I, I do this thing when I send my newsletter. I usually greet people in a different language every week. So when I write a newsletter, I will write a different language at the top. Yeah, And so often when I look at like what's when I want to know what is a common greeting in this language, what are the sort of base phrases? Um, oh, what family is this language? You know, any question that you have about a language, Omniglot is like the linguist's Wikipedia. And I wouldn't have normally mentioned this because I do think for like for you and me, it's I think we look at it a lot. But I recently was chatting to somebody who is... I can't remember who it was, but it's like a relatively prolific language learner, but not necessarily a a polyglot person just kind of doing her own thing. And I mentioned Omniglot and she had absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, even Mm. though it comes up quite high in the Google results. And I thought, oh, what is such a wonderful tool? It's such a wonderful thing to have. So if you have never visited Omniglot.com, it's it's uh, you know it's not the snazziest most modern looking website in the world but it it has such a wonderful range of languages all over it also talks about alphabets you know so you can learn about any writing system uh and they are there's they're categorized by direction if you want to like if you just want to know which writing systems go from left to right which ones go from right to left which ones go up and down <laughs> so you can look it up in there in terms of uh, categorization it is just absolutely like amazing it's just you can never I, I just can't get enough it's if you're into languages or if you want to be into language you're just curious and want to find out about something really curious and interesting in any kind of language this this will keep you going forever and ever and ever for any language where they found it where simon the the guy who runs the website has found it possible there's also a little first phrase book usually greetings how you doing perhaps something about food and then the sentence my hovercraft is full of eels it just keeps coming back (laughs) get that in welsh get that in everything um he also links to lots and lots of language courses and all that kind of things Uh, there's things about idioms it's just Yes, what a big encyclopedia. I I forget about it and then I suddenly get lost in it for three hours. Mm. It's a very, very cool website. Yeah. Do you remember when you discovered it or do you remember ever doing anything specific with it? I think it's one of those things I kind of discovered multiple times and kept coming across like, oh, this website again. Oh, this website again. You know, and then I met Simon Mm-hmm. in Novi Sad at the Polyglot Conference. And um, he was one of the first people like in sort of language learning community-ness that I'd ever spoken to. And uh, he came over and was like, oh, I think I've seen you on YouTube. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, what's your name, Simon? Oh, cool. Uh, I ran a website called Omniglot. I was like, wait, what? That's <laughs> you? No way. I love that website. So yeah, oh, it's very, very, very cool. And Simon is just wonderful as well. So definitely a worthy recommendation yes and simon is very involved in the in the polyglot community so you might have seen him around um or keep an eye out because it's easy to meet the guy who runs omniglot and i had the same reaction i was like that website is yours what (laughs) and you know fun fun fact yeah i did a russian course in lancaster once 
And someone in my Russian course turned out to be Simon's mum. Ah, cool. Yeah, because <laughs> he's from near Lancaster. <laughs> so Very I was learning cool. I was learning Russian with Simon, Simon Eger's mum. <laughs> and he's oh, he's been on this show as well. Uh, we did an episode called mm. The Languages of Great Britain. So if you look back, I don't know the episode number, but I'll put it in the show notes. Secret Languages of Great Britain was the episode. And you will be able to hear from Simon as well. So that's that's that, Omniglot. Not necessarily a a language tool, more like an encyclopedia. If somebody came around my house and was going to sell me Omniglot in like 20 books, you know how people used to do in the 80s? I'd, I'd totally buy it. <laughs> yes, I think I would as well. <laughs> What's your next tip, Lindsay? My next tool is 712 More Things to Write About. It's a book. Oh, it's a book. <laughs> it's a book. It's not like 712 tips. No, I'm not going to list them all now. <laughs> 712 more things to, to write about. Write so about. I, think, I think this is like a sequel to another book, um, hence the more in the title. But I picked it up in Waterstones. I had a, a Waterstones voucher for my birthday and this was like half price. I was like, ah, oh, this could be really useful for language learning. And I've written in it so far. I've got examples here in French, Spanish, German, Italian, Chinese, Esperanto, Dutch, Japanese, um, Indonesian. And so, yeah, it's really cool because those languages, I don't really get the chance to use. I'm currently in the, I'm sort of made in the past few weeks, made up a, a new routine where I've got like 20 minutes in Guarani, 20 minutes Korean, and then 20 minutes in other language. And there's like 10. So it's on a two week rotation and it's working really well. This is just giving me a chance. If I kind of sit there like, oh, what am I going to do today for Portuguese? You know, I haven't got any books on my shelf anymore. It was so long ago. I think I did a giveaway on my blog of my Portuguese stuff, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll just open this up find a prompt and away we go and are they it, it's not designed for language learning it's not designed for language learning it's designed for Crea writers creative writing creative writers mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and some of them are you know some of them are really detailed so like this one at the zoo a youth throws a tennis ball into the rhino enclosure the mother rhino ingests the tennis ball and <gasps> dies slowly over the course of four days Jeez. behind her baby calf and staring <laughs> anguish and outrage throughout the nation tell the youth's story <laughs> i just picked that at random and then another one is your favorite beach so they're quite fun oh and then you um, just write about your favorite beach in french and you just write about it yeah yeah you oh, just use it to inspire, yeah you know that's really cool this is you know something really i really love about that is that most solo learners find it quite difficult to get writing practice into their routine yeah. You know, writing practice, it's, it's not as attractive. We want to speak and writing's a little bit hard. And you kind of, you, one of the biggest problems with writing, I think, is, well, what am I going to write about? In yeah. And yeah, if you solve that, then you're onto a winner, right? And even like, you know, I've never written in some of those languages and I don't think I've ever written in some of them and I've not written in most of them for ages. So even if with some, I'm kind of sat there and I've got word reference open on my phone, I'm checking out words, I'm checking up a little, I've got a couple of uh, dictionaries for some of the languages. You know, even if I'm having to do that, it's still forcing me to produce the language that otherwise I would just think, ah, I watch YouTube videos for this 20 minutes of, of, you know, of the language, but mm -hmm. I'll just absorb something. It's actually giving me the chance to produce something. And the thing is as well, there's two key differences, right? With um, writing and speaking. So both of them, you're creating the language, you're producing the language itself, right? But with speaking, generally this is instant, right? Mm -hmm. So it's instant. So that means that all those fears of like, uh, 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 I'm just going to stumble, I don't know all the words, make it really difficult. But what makes it easier is that it's temporary. Mm -hmm. Because actually, if you do stumble over the words, it kind of doesn't matter because it's, it's generally gone if you're speaking in the moment in a real life situation, right? Whereas writing is quite the opposite. With writing, it's much more permanent. You're putting those words on paper or on a digital screen, right? And they're there then, right? But it's not something that is instant. It's something that is, you have more time to, to think about, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you can, you can actually sit down and you can take the time to, to write something that 
you're proud of. And even if there's mistakes, it doesn't matter because you're still using it. You can still then, you know, if you've got a tutor, you can then share that with your tutor and see if they can identify the mistakes. You could share it with your language exchange partner or on something like Langate. And so, yeah, I think it's really useful for that because then as well, you can then use it to speak. So once you've got something written down, you can use that to start speaking. You can start by speaking what you've written and then you can start by using the prompts to speak sort of spontaneously as you get more advanced and better with the language. So it's a real, it's been a real help and I'm using it almost daily, you know, from from time to time with with certain days in my little 20 minutes of other language time. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, I don't really want to write today. I'll, you know, I'll do this or I'll do that instead totally fine but yeah most days that's my kind of go-to so really enjoying that at the minute mm, i think i've got a similar thing and I've, I've never used it in that way um i've got like a little maybe actually the first maybe actually the one that was the prequel to your sequel and i bought it in a charity shop for like a pound and i've taken it so far i've taken it only to toastmasters where there's a spontaneous speaking part so mm-hmm. you you prompt you know like every week you've got these things called table topics somebody writes or brings prompts and then you get called at random to speak about a topic and uh, the, the the aim is just to speak in front of people and try and say something coherent for 2 minutes and and then you you get to go <laughs> but you yeah. know i've i've used something similar for that but i've never thought to use it for um, for foreign languages when the prompts are, are in English. But I have done what you what you said before, um, which is to write, actually I wrote something out in English, then translated it into Welsh as best as I could, best I could. And then I took it to my Welsh class. And it's really good because during during that time that you're reading it out, you're not umming and eyeing. You're not stuck because you've already written it. And you yeah. feel you feel like, you know, even if you get all the corrections later and you're like, oh, that was an error, that was an error. Don't matter because you feel like a pro for like a minute. Yeah, because you can speak more fluidly because you've already had the chance to do the thinking part by taking time to write it out. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely something I would recommend. I know that you can get, um, have you ever seen the Wreck This Journal? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so you could, something like that as well could work and you can actually buy that in other languages as well. So that's that's quite a cool one if you you want something a little less writing, you know, a bit, you know, a little bit of writing, but not like a chunk of writing, you know, mm. if you're a bit earlier stages and you can get that in different languages, possibly this as well, but I've not seen it yet wreck this journal and yeah yes and then pretty much any writing prompts book but the one that Lindsay recommends is called 712 more things to write about that's the ticket excellent what a suggestion i love it i love it okay well moving on with candidate number four my second suggestion for top tools ottoman winter it's a website that I found through like the Goethe Institute, some link and follow the link. So I've never come across this before. And when I saw it, I was like, how have I never seen this? It's called 50languages.com. But I think they also have like, they've got lots of different URLs. So you can also use like 50sprachen.de and probably 50lang.fr or whatever. And it's these fairly simple language courses that you know that they're essentially vocab directories and their um phrase books etc so on the surface you're like oh yeah cool whatever but the cool thing is that number one when you go to the website the first thing you see it's not again like omniglot it's not the most like 2018 looking website but you see this huge list of languages and you select whatever language of your choice and that's your source language so then the website then goes to um, a, a list of courses, all of which are, you know, come to you in your source language. So you're learning through that medium. If you pick Italian at the start, you're learning through the medium of Italian. If you pick German, you're learning through the medium of German, English, etc. But you then, you then pick your target language and the target language is there's such a like interesting range there's sort of you know french italian german your your classics but also this okay i first switched into german and said something like czechessish and i was like what is that and then i switched into french because i couldn't work it out and then i looked into english and then i had to google it because i still didn't know what it was it's circassian like a local russian um 
Uh-huh. Russia. <laughs> they have they have Persian, they have Georgian, uh, they have Mongolian, I think, and, and Macedonian. So a very interesting range of target languages. But you could even use this to train your your stronger languages. So for example, I might want to keep my French fresh while practicing while dabbling in something completely new, and I can do that. So you choose your source language first, then you choose your target course. And then it says um, they have something like bilingual downloads or it says something like that. And what you download is this massive zip file. I tried it with French and Italian of MP3s where you will hear uh, new vocab and phrases in one language and then in the target language and then the source language and then the target language. So you're basically hearing the same words like in French and then in Italian in French and then in Japanese or whatever your your languages are. I think that was so cool because it's not necessarily easy as an English, you know, like English internet customer (laughs) to to find other language pairs. We have this with Closemaster. In Closemaster, it's easy Mm. to do, but this is cool because you can you can study offline and you can just put them on your phone. You don't actually need to interact with them Um, as such. You can just listen on the go. So you could like listen to French and Italian vocab at the same time while you're chopping your veg or while you're, you know, cooking or while you're on the treadmill or, you know, like we said before, while you're at the gym because the gym is boring. So that I thought it was, I thought it was such a cool directory. Um, interesting language choices, interesting language pairs, and it's on the Tinternets for free. And that's 50languages.com. I love this. I'm I'm having a look around now. Mm. I might learn Tigrinya through Spanish. Ooh, what's Tigrinya? Uh, it's a language spoken in Eritrea. Wow. I used to teach some people that spoke it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's cool. There's a lot here. A yeah. hundred lessons from learning Tigrinya in in Spanish. Sorry, I'm reading it. In, I'm on I'm on the Spanish page. I think we call it Tig. Don't call it Tigrinya. That's the Spanish <laughs> and then the English pronunciation. Um, but yeah, I like this a lot. This is cool. Yeah, and it'll keep you, you know, it'll keep you in Spanish mode. So it's kind of a little bit brain gym as well, right? Mm. So mm. actually, the way I first accessed the language wasn't really by going to 50languages.com, but that's kind of the attractive way of doing it. Um, I kind of went through it to went to it through a page called Book Two. Um, and, and it's it's kind of half in, in French and it's Goethe Verlag and all that stuff. So I'm going to put both links in the show notes, the kind of pretty one. And then, Lindsay, I'm going to give you the other link uh, so you can look at what, what I first saw, which is more like the, the, the 1990s version of that website. Cool. Yeah. So you just, it's it looks much messier, but it's also kind of... Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it gives you it does give you the, the cool breakdown of languages on the side. So you you get a whole range like your source language could be Slovak, your source language could be Brazilian Portuguese, it can be Norwegian, it can be Bahasa Indonesia, it can be Esperanto even. So I thought that was really cool. Like I could just go into Esperanto and then say, "Okay, I'm going to try and learn whatever Spanish from Esperanto." And then I can just download all the audio, whack it on my phone and go. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, what a resource, right? Yeah, I'm inspired. Mm. That's 50. Yeah, 50languages.com or goethe-verlag.de slash book.com slash book2. So there's an odd URL and there's a there's a very modern looking URL. <laughs> yeah, 50languages.com is the one I'd recommend. Excellent. Having just seen them both. <laughs> Okay, so that was that was my number two. So we're well, we've got we're four in already. What you got? Yeah. So my final one is a new app. And now whenever you hear the words new language app, you kind of let out a little bit of an audible sigh, like oh. <laughs> you what, sort of what think, well, is missing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard. Language learning apps often you kind of go, oh, that's nice, but we kind of already have have seen a version yeah. of this you feel kind of like okay there must be something already that does that mm. what, what what new thing can you bring to the table right yeah i well, mean actually yeah sorry go on there's i mean we've done an episode about apps before and it, it mm. is sort of 
there's this value, you know, like don't be discouraged if you are developing an app or if you've got an app that you absolutely love. Like, um, yeah, no, there's there's always a way of doing the same thing ever so slightly better or finding a different angle of a thing. Like Lindsay, I'm looking for a task manager at the moment. You know, like I've I, I've got my my project management sorted in in Fluent, but I'm not very good with my to do lists. My to do lists tend to be um, a mixture of a paper mess and like uh, Apple Notes. And it's, it's a bit messier. So I was like, I'm going to get organized. I'm going to have all these projects. Yeah, man, I'm going to be the best. Um, and, and here I am spending like three hours on the internet researching task managers and going, should I use Todoist or OmniFocus or MeisterTask or this one or that one? And, you know, like it's granular. But I think this does it can it can help you find the right one for you and your particular situations and each one of them has got something slightly different to offer and a slightly different design and i think it's the same sometimes with language learning apps because there are uh, there are dozens of flashcard apps but you want to find a good one right yeah and like i know i love memorize but mm. i know people that hate memorize and swear by anki so it's really just a complete matter of taste but yeah you you do it's it's hard not to get that feeling of like okay what what is this app but this one i feel is a worthy mention this is yask uh-huh right and you're saying it's something new it's so have you you've heard of lang8 right lang8 you um you upload a piece of writing and other people correct it for you yes okay yes so it's kind of like a mobile app version of that so there's a maximum of i think 160 characters so it's only sentences it's not huge chunks of text that you can upload um but i think that's good in like you know a sort of modern context that's Mm -hmm. well used to be the length of a tweet i think didn't it 160 so you can upload a sentence to have checked by the community you can then help to translate other people's sentences and you can ask for pronunciation to be checked as well and you can then compare sentences as well between languages or between different bits right so there's there's four key you can compare languages with the app you can compare sentences i haven't played too much with that bit yet so i'm not too sure but oh oh like like if you if you are trying to say something say if i wanted to say something in french and i thought how do i say this and i go well do i say it like this or like that and then get feedback i think so I, th- I think so. I haven't played too much with the compare sentences bit yet. Yeah, yeah. Right? But so what I love about it, though, is there's no there's no kind of free or premium version. It's all free. So your privileges are earned by actually actively participating in the community and being part of the app. Because, of course, this is essential, right? Mm-hmm. If you have um, like a, a language app that is relying on other people in that community of the language app to respond and actually translate people's sentences for them and help check pronunciation and help check sentences, then it makes sense to actually make it free and to have people have an incentive to do that. So they earn privileges. So, so far I'm level one because I've just been testing it um, just this afternoon and I have the privilege to, I've earned the privilege to point out errors, to flag inappropriate content, and the priority of my requests is plus one. So it's (laughs) it's like, and that's just from a couple of minutes of checking other people's sentences. Now, what I would say is that um, when you first sign up, it will ask you like what languages you speak and stuff like that. I just went, yeah, okay, that one advanced, that one intermediate, that one beginner. I put like Portuguese and German and Italian as intermediate, right? And then I think it automatically thinks, okay, if you put intermediate, we're going to ask you to help correct these sentences. So I suddenly get this like bombardment of Portuguese sentences my way. And I'm like, uh, is, is, is this correct? And I'm thinking, um, it looks correct, but I'm not confident enough to say that it is. So I would recommend that if you have any languages that you don't want to be tested on, mark them down as beginners. So I've done that now and then I haven't been shown any more for for Portuguese and stuff. But I think at the minute, I think it's a startup from Chile. So it's quite a small community. Um, Like I say, all those things are Portuguese, Spanish and French came up, but it's really just a case of people joining the community, bringing new languages to it as well. Um, But yeah, it could be, this could be something really good. Mm. More people 
that's yeah. All, that's, that's so it's starting up. Well, in a way, this is this is a great this is a great time to check out Yask because it is growing and mm. you are directly making a contribution to it, to it growing, to it getting better if you participate in this community. Exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at it. Uh, and it's available on Google Play and on the App Store as well. So you, this is mostly phone-based, right? It doesn't look like there is a web interface. Yeah, it's completely phone-based. Mm. But you can switch it into, oh, you can switch it in some odd odd user languages. I mean, this this all looks, looks relatively classic. And then what is Creole Aesian? Haitian Creole? I think, yeah. Oh, wow, that is cool. Munki pale langlan apkorea epitradui fras yo rapid fuyab epigratis. Oh, gratis. Classic in every language. Nice. So you let a native speaker correct you or translate the sentence for you. Yeah. And then you do it for other people to, you know, it's kind of a a calm, a bit of get what you give kind of thing going on. Mm. It's like having your like language mate in your pocket. Yeah, but I but I love it because of the the way they've done it with the free thing. But you get privileges for actively answering and helping people's questions. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. actually makes that side of it worthwhile. So you don't just end up with a whole community of people going correct this, correct this, correct this, and no one bothering to answer because there's an incentive to answer and to help other people out, which I think is really nice. Hmm. I like it. Yask. Yask. It's got a good name, doesn't it? Yask. And if nothing else, go to the website and just look at Haitian Creole, because how fun. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I've got one left. And this okay. is I don't know, it's I don't know if this is much of a tool or a or just a uh, something something you're gonna love if you loved episode one hundred and six of the show. Is it 106 when we did um, when we did European Day of Languages? Oh, probably. <laughs> she got right. Yeah, Kirsten's got to know her own. Hang on, let me have a look. I think it was ep, ep, ep 106. 105. Okay, so if you loved Fluent Slow, Fluent Slow, Fluent Slow, the Fluent Show episode 105, which was our 20 language quiz of European languages, and you really, really would n- love nothing more than more language quizzes, and you want to engage with, you know, maybe all of the world's languages, then the website to go to is Ling Your Language. And that was a recommendation from a listener called Owain, uh, who sometimes, I think he's Welsh, emails me in, in Welsh, or maybe a German learner. Sorry, Owain, if, um, if I got you wrong there. But either way, basically, this website does one thing and it does it very well. It plays you, and it's not an app, it's just a website. You get to hear a sample of audio and you've got to guess the language. And <laughs> what a simple, simple way. And if you like like me and maybe like you, Lindsay, are the kind of person who, whenever you hear somebody speaking another language on the train, really, really needs, like not just is curious, but like needs to know what they're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like that, then you absolutely are going to love this and it's going to be such a fun way and it, I think how cool it would be to like you know to sh- just share this with your friends and just kind of get other people involved and and maybe play with our assumptions about what languages sound like and so on and so forth so why not give this a go it's called Ling Your Language or it's yeah it's lingyourlanguage.com it's inspired by a different page called The Great Language Game that doesn't exist anymore but <gasps> It doesn't exist anymore. No, but this oh. this replaces it pretty much. Yeah, I was going to ask what makes it different. Okay. Well, one one still works. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. So lingualanguage.com. Uh, it's a it's a really really fun way of just engaging with lots and lots of foreign languages. You're not going to necessarily learn one from it, but uh, it's it's quite cool to sort of come across just a snippet of audio where suddenly you go, oh, I know that one. I I understood everything. <laughs> Actually, mine, mine started me off in English and I was so expecting a, another language that I completely was just like, I understand all this. 
<laughs> and I think by now I, I should accept the fact that I speak English. So <laughs> that's my that's my last one. So summing up the top tools for autumn and winter, we are now going to choose our top three. Uh, see what see what we love best. See what we enjoy the most, and what we think might be the most useful. Uh, to sum up, Lindsay recommended three tools, top tools, which were calligraphy. Uh, maybe getting your calligraphy set, getting your writing on. On a, I like I like this for autumn, but judgment in a second or conclusions. And then the second recommendation was this uh, writing prompts book. So or just any kind of directory of writing prompts. You don't even have to look for them in your in a foreign language. Just write in your target language. And the third recommendation is the app Yask, where native speakers from your target language can check your sentences or you can help other people out, translate their sentences, see if they've written whatever they've written correctly, check the pronunciation, lots and lots of things like that. So, and that is a app for Android or for iOS. And I had three recommendations as well. Omniglot. It's not an app, it's a website, and it's just like the big encyclopedia of all things, language, idioms, phrases, greetings. You want to know it about a target language, Omniglot probably knows. Uh, number two is the website 50languages.com, where you can get a sort of basic course going in loads, in 50 source languages, and then in another target language. So it's a really cool way of getting input and practicing and playing around with really interesting language pairs. And third, I had Ling Your Language, sort of a variant of the great language game. You hear a piece of audio and you guess what language it is and that's all it does. Lindsay. Yes. Would you like to give some verdicts? Yeah, I think, I think I've got my th- Three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like mm, three and a half. Um, so for me, it's the writing prompts, hundred percent, one of my favourites, and I think then probably fifty languages because this is new to me, so I'm excited to see, especially with the combinations. That's quite cool. And then for third, I'm kind of torn between Omniglot and Yask, but I'm erring towards Yask because it's new. Mm. For me, I agree on the writing prompts. I think the writing prompts, pump, writing prompts, are a gold medal winner. Absolute fantastic idea. So creative. I love it. I like. I'm. I'm all for Omniglot. I know. I don't. I know. I know many people already know it. So I will. I will accept that. That is perhaps not bringing you something particularly new, but it, it, to me, it's a top tool. And I mean, I've started using it differently this year as well. So top, so Omniglot's still up there for me. And uh, then I'm struggling. The, the, the other four, I love 50 languages because I particularly love that you get to download MP3s that you can just kind of whack on your phone and or, or your, your iPod or whatever MP3 player version you've got. And you can listen in all these different languages. I love the calligraphy, but we are, we already have the writing prompts in with the the writing field. So I'm I'm happy to give that to the writing prompts. I like Yask. I don't know. So it's writing prompts for me. I think followed by Omniglot and fifty languages probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay. which means we've got our we've got our top three, right? I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. So we well not Omniglot, but you you preferred Yask, right? Yeah, but I love Omniglot, so I don't mind. <laughs> okay, so if Omniglot is new to you or you haven't looked in a while, our top tip number three is Omniglot. If you already know about Omniglot and you're just rolling your eyes, <laughs> our our third tip is Yask, the Yask app, which is a really cool tool the the one limiting factor there is just that it's not the community is not big enough yet to support every single target language you can dream of uh but they're getting there so go and sign up by the way our top tip number two is 50languages.com and our top tip number one the top tool that you cannot be without this autumn this autumn this winter is (laughs) 
A book of writing prompts. Choose the 712 more things to write about or choose the whatever number things to write about original book or show us perhaps uh, give us some feedback what do you use for writing prompts in 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 english or in your target language so get get writing you know put a few minutes into it it's we're coming down to winter it's the perfect time to get writing in your target language what a cool idea Lindsay, thank you very much for bringing the top tools no problem yeah <laughs> Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. And that concludes Fluent Show episode 109, Top Tools, Autumn and Winter 2018. Please don't forget to check out the following. Also, <laughs> so we've got this big list. So you can, first of all, if you want a list of just all the things that we've, that, you know, we have inspired you to check out, you just want one place, go to fluent.show slash 109, where you're going to find the show notes. And I'm going to put the more detailed list of top tools on the blog as well. But you'll find all the links on either website and I'll give you links everywhere. So fluent.show slash 109. Don't forget to get your ticket for Women in Language Camp. Ticket sales are open now and we can't wait to see you there. And finally, shout out to our sponsor. Thank you so much to Live Lingua for supporting the Fluent Show. And that is it. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Lindsay. Adios. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. Don't forget that you can send us your comments and questions to be answered on the show to Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you. We read every message. Don't forget to review us. See you next week.